0: I was travelling through the French countryside recently and a cheese factory exploded. It was devastating. And all that was left was debris. A cheesy cult set up shop down the road from me. The Halluminati. I went past them because I was on my way to Little Italy. I was doing some research for a role in a cheesy mob movie. My wife, she says... I shouldn't be taking roles when my character is a bad guy. I told her, "Hey, I got to do what I gotta do. Why are lame jokes called cheesy? I spent half an hour Googling to find an explanation, but the best I could do was websites telling me that when something is cheesy, it means something is inferior, shabby, unoriginal, embarrassing, Lacking in style. Plenty of synonyms, but no real explanations. Which makes it all the more weird, since artisanal cheese, aged for flavor and texture, is an incredible food. You can eat it on its own or as part of a dish. If you take cheese out of a burger, it's just a meat sandwich. Cheese out of a quarter pounder in Europe, and it's a royale. Vincent Vega would not approve. A cheeseless pizza? Uh. In Singapore, we have the five Cs. Cash, credit card, car, condo and country club. And I've said for a food-obsessed nation, there should be six Cs. A C for cuisine. Within cuisine, there's obviously an extra subset of C. Cheese. When I was very young, um, probably in primary school, probably the first time I had spaghetti, so you sprinkle the store-bought stuff on top of it and then came pizzas so mostly Italian cheeses Think about it, which traditional East Asian dishes have cheese in them? It's not a lot Most of us know cheese primarily from Western dishes, and it's the fast food menus where it's a frequent ingredient Burgers, sandwiches pizzas, nachos, but it's also consumed on its own whether one type of cheese only, or a variety on a platter. This podcast celebrates artists and artisans. So for artisanal cheese episode, it's off to meet the head cheesemonger of The Cheese Arc.
1: I'm I Ming. I normally go by Ming. I run The Cheese Ark. I've run it since 2013. So for the purpose of this podcast, and to get around the sensitivity of audio equipment. We are, for the very first time, holding a recording, an interview, in one of my cheese cellars in the shop.
0: The Cheese Arc started life at the Pasabella at the Grandstand and moved two years ago to 49 Stirling Road, the oldest HDB block in Singapore. We're inside a narrow cheese cellar, shelves on both sides full of cheeses that are ripening to perfection. The walkway between them is so narrow that there's not more than 2 centimeters clearance either side of my shoulders, and the temperature sits at a frosty 8 degrees centigrade. There's a slight hum of the motor which helps to circulate the cold air. In this serene environment, the cheese art finishes the aging process before releasing cheeses for sale. The process is called affinage.
1: I know last year it was a big deal on the internet, it kind of went viral. There was this cheese maker who played different genres of music to different wheels of cheeses. And one of the genres came out winning the best tasting wheels of cheese. It takes up a whole lot of space because the wheels of cheese just sits there for years and years and years. And I've got limited space in this tiny shop. I finished the affinage myself. The cheese is aged to a way that I like and specify to the various cheesemakers. So when they leave the farms, they're ready to be sold. As I personally have developed a particular taste for cheese and a, a certain fullness to the flavours, I tend to age it for a bit more when they arrive.
0: Once you decide to step up your cheese game, that means expanding your palate. The vast variety of cheeses out there can be overwhelming. The stuff in burgers and pizzas tend to be bland, and most of it doesn't even meet the criteria for being actual cheese. Kraft Singles, which most kids first encounter as cheese, is labelled as a pasteurised prepared cheese product because the American Food and Drug Administration states that cheese has to be made with at least 51% real cheese. Which Kraft Singles are not. For most fast food offerings, the cheese product is there more for texture than taste. In the expanded universe of real cheese, it's not just your tongue or your nose, it's all the senses.
1: I think if I just described the taste experience, that would only be half of it. I experienced real cheese for the very first time in my life, when I first started working in cheese farms in Italy. Deliberately, I chose a farm that was organic and it was a tiny, it was a tiny, very, very self-subsisted farm. If you can imagine Italian countryside, there's nothing there but, you know, a small little stone cottage and rolling hills and that's it. It's not the most magazine spread kind of a landscape, you know, it's very true blue Italian. And I stayed for several weeks.
0: Committing to the job on a family-owned farm meant doing the unglamorous tasks.
1: My job was to wake up and to go to the animals, take them out to the pasture, stay with them, make sure they ate enough, that they're happy enough, and they don't go wandering off, and then come back and uh, help out in the cheese room, in the dairy, making cheese washing up in the evening it'd be the same again the animals will invariably wander their way back to the farm and then they'll have to be taken out again and uh, and make sure that they grazed enough then there was there was the milking in and all by any measure it's not the most sexy of experiences i think the the salaried folks listening into this will have some appreciation for The phrase cleaning up Um, as part of daily work. But I was literally cleaning up, you know, shoveling and and covered in muck. When it came to mealtimes and dinner times, of course, you know, there would be the cheese that the cheesemaker has made. And in that sort of context, I sat around a dinner table in a stone cottage where nobody has any time to do any sort of housekeeping really you know you kind of come into the house have a drink have a bite to eat and then off you go and you're out tending to the house
0: I know what you're thinking this sounds like exhausting work a world away from typical 21st century urban amenities browsing the net social media even email is not something you do while working on a family farm it's a drastically different life from that of a city slicker
1: So in that context, and when we sat down to dinner or lunch or whatever time it was, the cheese tasted just beyond imagination. It was so incongruent. I think growing up in an urban city, being so exposed to glossy magazines and pictures, and we're so conditioned to uh, the best tasting sort of food has to come from A nice restaurant setting has to be plated well. You know, everything needs to look perfect and pristine and the moment is right. But that wasn't necessarily the case. And that sort of repeated itself, farm after farm after farm. And so for me, if you ask me for an account of of my sensory experience, the first set of cheeses that impressed me and stayed in my mind, it cannot just be how it tasted in my mouth and how it felt in my hand and what the wheel looked like. The authenticity of it was just the entire deal, the way of life, what the makers and the farmers put their energies into. It's
0: a psychological teaser. How to judge something without truly experiencing it. Singapore is a first world nation a regional travel hub and a commercial centre for Southeast Asia. From an urban existence with state-of-the-art digital and online conveniences to the life of working on a farm in the European countryside is as huge a difference as you can imagine. I was curious to know if there was an opportunity to stay on the farm full-time, would it have appealed to ai Ming?
1: If I live my life again, I wouldn't change a thing. And that would be completely true for me. I think it was a good thing there hadn't been an opportunity to continue staying in, in the farms, that my connection to the various farms is broken up. It's good that way because every time I come back to regular life and come back to urban living, it sort of seals and it, I know with greater clarity what is it out of a farm life that I really, really want. It's a good thing that I didn't pursue that then. By having said that, it's no secret, by the way, the cheese is not gonna exist forever, simply because I do want to go back and to be closer to where the action is, so to speak. To be out in the open, to be connected to the land, to be connected to the animals, and to be closer to the craft and to have the joys of working with my hands again. So that day, Will come. So that sort of plans have been parked because the shop exists now and, you know, you can't sort of have it both ways. So, in a few years. The
0: cheese stands alone, the cheese stands alone. Cheese stands alone. This is the last verse of a popular children's song called The Farmer in the Dell." The phrase, the cheese stands alone, has sometimes been used to denote someone or something that is apart from the rest. And it occurred to me that maybe it's a cheesy commentary on social media. Social media has been one of the fastest spreading media going around the world with breathtaking speed. Something on social media can be a global sensation overnight. It's free, supported by advertising that is laser-focused because it's consumed on devices that gobble up information about its owners. It has come with some undesirable tag-alongs, tracking usage, privacy issues, and making some people upset if they don't get enough likes for a post. To stay fully engaged in the digital world, most people have allowed social media companies like TikTok to know more about them than they probably know about themselves. So what if someone pushed back, stood up and said no, and instead opted to live a life that isn't driven by metrics of social engagement? That's standing alone. I'm not suggesting eating cheese makes you antisocial, but it's a thought that as we hurtle along at breakneck speeds in an always-on, 24-7 world, that's slowing down and living more in the moment, where our lives can go on without intrusive electronic media bombarding us could actually be a higher aspiration.
1: Isn't that beautiful that there are people out there who are just not part of social media? I, I, you know, that in itself is just a gem. You're absolutely right, it's not easy. So you, you gotta understand that when I first did this, I was younger, I had more time than I did money and so you know i ended up taking lots of buses and very long bus rides and you know when you get on a bus you kind of go past walk before you get to your destination and the people who don't want to be found on social media kind of also live in a part of the world where they also kind of don't want to be found
0: Aiming would take these long bus rides when cheese hunting literally crisscrossing europe to find these tiny cheese farms whose cheeses she would import for sale at the Cheese Ark.
1: Cheese hunting is not an easy thing, uh, especially if I want to look for the kind of cheese that I want, which means to say cheese is made by small holdings with a firm, firm set of beliefs in how they choose to operate in nature. It takes a lot of time in order for me to do that. And then we come back, hopefully, with some good news
0: thanks for listening to the Singapore Foodie Season on the No or Not podcast it was produced and hosted by me Ken Delbridge if you're keen to experience true artisanal cheese the Cheese Arc is at 49 Sterling Road on the first floor Learn more about this episode. Swipe on the cover art to see show notes, links to the cheese arc, or visit our website noonot.com. Subscribe via your app to be notified when new episodes are out. Singapore is going through the COVID-19 situation with the rest of the world, and one industry that has been hit really hard is F&B. Do remember to support our local artisanal food makers, eateries and hawkers. If you're going to grab takeaway, remember to wear a mask and practice social distancing. Stay safe, stay healthy and enjoy good food.